Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. We're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts. I'm Mary Gaines, and this is Chris Wagoner. Thank you. For, thank you for coming. It's still a beautiful, a little darker uh, Sunday afternoon, November 4th, 2012. We're back with the second half of a two-part series with Luke Polipnik and, fr- and friends. In the first half, we spoke with Luke about his compositional concept uh, with this particular unit, as well as some of the career highlights and current plans. Later in this episode, we'll be back and we'll be speaking with members of the band, uh, drummer Mike Pride, saxophonist Brandon Wozniak, and bassist Adam Linz about the interesting paths that have brought them all together. Right, the Madison Music Collective, Mad Toast Live, Improvisational Music Workshop, Liliana's Restaurant, Ward Brought Music, The Isthmus, WORT 89.9 FM, are proud to present and welcome back to the stage, Luke Polipnik and Friends. Thank you. 
Wow. Luke Bolipnik, your sense of time and texture, all of you together, is so fluid. It's awesome. I'm just trying to embarrass you. Well. <laughs> well. You're going to have to try harder than like that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we, we spoke with composer, guitarist, uh, band leader Luke Polipnik in the first half of our series. We'd like to make the rounds and find out a bit more about the rest of the group in this half. Uh, drummer Mike Pride has been a vital member of New York City's underground improvised community and has performed with some of the heaviest hitters in this genre and others. David Baker, Anthony Braxton, John Zorn, Eugene Chadvorn, to just name a few. His recent CD, Between Wild, with his own jazz quartet, From Bacteria to Boys, received a four-star review in Downbeat. Mike, thank you for coming today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Yeah. That's, that's a, a, quite a resume, quite a, quite a list of folks. How, how has that been, just meet, meeting people, I'm sure, traveling quite a lot? And... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, part of being in New York. There's a whole bunch of people sure. there, and uh, everybody seems to lead to somebody else. Um, yeah, it's a busy, it can be a busy life if you allow it to be, so. <laughs> yeah. or not. Yeah. Yeah, well, by all accounts, we're very fortunate to have you here at all, you know, barely escaping uh, the aftermath of, uh, of, of Hurricane Sandy. Um, did you, you, like, you took a hot air balloon to Detroit and then a cab from there, right? I, I gassed up in like my it. kitchen oh. and uh, propelled myself over here. Uh, <laughs> I just missed one day, but I, yeah. yeah, I was fortunate to get out. So, so how, how is that... If, uh, how has that impacted the scene for, obviously, you know, for musicians and venues there? The uh, hurricane thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's been closed, uh, and everybody's gigs got canceled, and there's no gas, so people <laughs> can't really get anywhere to m make money unless they can work from home or right. want to spend three and a half hours in a taxi to go to their job if they have a job. Uh -huh. So I think it's probably hard, but I mean, you know, yeah. compared to the greater scheme of what's going on for a couple yeah. of, like, People such as my t myself, artistically spoiled, white New Yorkers, you know, it's like, <laughs> I can't feel too bad about you it. You can make you it know? work. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's all right. Yeah. Stay home and catch up on Sons of Anarchy instead or something. Yeah. We're, we're talking about this a little bit before the show with all you guys as you were loading in. And I mean, not to name names and get to go too far into that, but um, the idea that so many of our, uh, our heroes are, um, we see them on stage, but they're really sometimes struggling musicians, actually. I mean, big name people without, again, naming names. Yeah, I think it's uh, that's pretty, it's pretty common for the most part. I mean, the people that are toted in front of you all the time are the people that perhaps are working all the time, and then the people you paid attention to up till 1971, yeah. many of them are still alive and uh, have less than glamorous lifestyles. But, you know, I can go out and get a job if I need to. So, you know, to each his own, you know? Right, exactly. It's a case-by-case -case basis. Some people I feel bad for. Some people are just semi-retarded, you know? <laughs> it's just the way it is. We, we happen to have hit on a pet peeve of mine where, um, where occasionally someone will say, well, it's time for that person to retire to let a younger person take their place. And I personally am not that I think there's room for everybody but uh, yeah there should be I mean and, and you know they have something to offer certainly musically and you know with with a history and you know it's good to know these people if you can yeah. right even if you can't stand them 
Right. Or you love them too much and, <laughs> and it makes you some demented copy, you know, something to be had from it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can still sell insurance, you, you would be selling insurance. So if you can still play, then you should still if play. If I could still <laughs> sell Kirby vacuum cleaners door to door and be happy, I would surely do that. <laughs> I'd, I'd buy one from you. Did yeah. you do that for a while? I did it for a week. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I sold one to my mother. <laughs> to your mom. Yeah, and that's. It's too heavy for her to use. So that's the first one they make you try to do, yeah. Hey, we bought one from a good friend. But since you're the farthest flung, but you all are living in different spots, how how did you all how did you all meet? How did how did Luke? How did you all get into the same uh, spaces in the same at the same time? Uh, Luke well, said, Luke should take that one, I guess. Yeah. Well, basically, um, I've known Adam for a really long time. I've known Mike for probably like eight years or so. Uh, I used to live in Lincoln, Nebraska, <clears throat> and Mike was in a really great. Uh, I don't even know how to describe this band, but he's in a great band called Dynamite Club. Um, I don't know, it was like Zappa does the Dead Kennedys or something with more humor, but they're just really incredible, and Mike came through a few times on tours and really blew my mind, and I just kind of filed that away, like, this is the cat, you know? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got out to New York several some years back, and we played, and it was just like the easiest playing I've ever done. It was amazing. And I had it kind of filed away, like this idea of Adam and Mike. I thought that would be a really amazing rhythm section. Um, and I met Brandon much, I don't know, I, I think we, I, I kind of knew about you through the scene in Minneapolis, but uh, Brandon lived in New York for many years and was kind of bouncing around. He lived in Minneapolis and New York and Minneapolis and you know China and <laughs> Berlin. So he was kind of out there and I knew he was like, you know, this kind of smoking player. And uh, about a year ago right now, I was fortunate enough to sub a gig for the Dave King Trucking, Trucking Company, which Adam and Brandon both play in. And hearing them play together was really incredible, the way they hooked up. And, you know, Brandon's just such a strong musician and has such a great harmonic and melodic concept. And I just thought, man, this is like, it's at like a year ago I was thinking of this group. And it just took this opportunity yeah. to get them together. And uh, that's, you know, that's really about it. It was just kind of like, we all have this like Rolodex of people that we could use. And you just have to kind of like imagine what it would, you know, how these guys would, would interact. And yeah. this was, this has worked out obviously pretty awesome. <laughs> I'd huh. say. I, we'll get back to the music really quickly here, but I um, wanted to uh, uh, embarrass these guys a little further. Uh, obviously, based in the Twin Cities, and as a good segue, Brandon uh, Wozniak is regarded as one of Minnesota, uh, Minnesota's most exciting saxophonists. Jazz Improv Magazine describes him as a player who demonstrates impeccable articulation as he explores the possibilities through the range of the saxophone. Yeah. How do you, plead, nice. how do you plead to that? <laughs> I don't know what to say about I know. that. but. Sorry. <laughs> It's nice. It's nice. Did they quote your press kit on (laughs) Jazz and Pro? (laughs) (laughs) No. No. That's happened before. Oh, it's so fun putting together a press kit, isn't it? I'm not very good at it. Just just so you know, uh, Dave King's uh, trucking company, Dave is a drummer for Bad Plus, a really awesome band. Mm -hmm. Um, If you haven't heard of them, most people have. Um, And I assume it's not like a long-haul trucking kind of Delivery. delivery No, he just has these concepts and these grand things that he likes to, these stories he likes to tell. So, yeah, it's nothing 
crazy about trucks. And he doesn't <laughs> even really like trucks that much, I don't think. But it's just a name that he thought yeah. was kind of catchy. That's so. cool. Uh, maybe there's more to it. I don't know. I don't know. There's, well, the music is hard, so I don't ask a lot of questions. I just try to <laughs> you have time. learn You're kind the of music busy. and keep my mouth shut. I heard that cruising crew was taken. Oh. So that. Was... <laughs> so in addition to. Ice cream delivery. You know, I really like old trucks, except when you actually get in them, there's absolutely no comfort comfort at all. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, I, I, what I, a cool I, shape, and you get in the front, and you don't have room for your feet. Yeah. And I'm a girl. She's I a don't girl. have room for my feet. Yeah, yeah. You guys don't have a chance. <laughs> well, anyway, in addition to playing with Luke, Adam Linz is also the bass player for Dave's Trucking Company, as you stated before. Fat Kid Wednesdays, and several other modern jazz groups in the Twin Cities, and you regularly perform in Europe. Bastard. I bring culture to Europe. There you go. I bring, I bring tombstone pizzas to Europe. <laughs> yeah, Rocky Rococo's. I love Rocky Rococo's. We only have one in Minnesota that's really far away from where I live. Oh, I'm so sorry. I was so excited to come here for Rocky Rococo's. <laughs> they have the best sausage. He's not a real guy, you know that. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you met him, though? I, do you remember the theme song? Yeah. Rocky, Rocky Rococo. We've actually done pizza, ads pizza for them. I, I remember that being young. Because I didn't live in Minnesota my whole life, so we would come up and visit and... My cousins would be like, what do you mean you don't know what Rocky Rococo's is? <laughs> well, hey, you're, um, I just wanted to mention part of your, your lovely, um, what's that word? Pizza. Resume. <laughs> resume. Resume. Your lovely pizza resume. Um, that you are the coordinator of, of the jazz program at the prestigious McPhail Center for the Arts in Minneapolis Lee. Minneapolis Lee. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> well, it sounds like a good gig. It is. It's very nice. Yeah. I, I have access to a lot of um, really young, great musicians, and um, it's really, really fun to to actually play jazz with ten-year-olds and have them be like, "This is weird," <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "Just be quiet." Yeah. So um, it seems like you have been interested in a lot of bass players who like to blur the line between a lot of different stuff. Does that mean kind of between traditional? Roles yeah, for the bass? Yeah, actually, my, my, I, have a, I have a stepmother, and her brother, my uncle, is a great jazz bass player in New York, and I used to go visit him in the summers, and he would take me around to all the clubs, and we would meet all the guys, and we, we heard a lot of different music, and I, I really realized back then, even when I was like 14, I was like, this is not just one thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And I knew that the tradition was super important, but I also knew that people like John Zorn and Bill Frizzell and Joe Lovano and Charlie Hayden and, and all of those guys, that, that that was a totally different thing. And I, I, I grew up on metal and punk and hip-hop. I was a DJ before I started playing the bass and um, electronic music and, and all of that stuff. And, um, you know, um, choosing to be a jazz musician and playing jazz and studying it. And uh, um, those things really helped me, you know, mm -hmm. coming from that. I, w I wasn't a jazz kid. My parents are horse farmers, you know, so... I, I didn't have a lot of music in my life up until that point where my uncle's like, here's this whole city of crazy guys. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> you know, it's like when you discover skateboarding and you're just like, ripped pants and a half pipe, I'm in. There's, you know, so, yeah. That'd be a good it, band name, too. Yeah? yeah. Ripped pants and a half pipe? Yeah, a little long. But 
I think Dave King took it already. Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> or he would claim to. So if I were to ask you your favorite bass player influence, would it be a jazz bass player? Um, it would probably be my uncle, actually. Yeah. He was an incredible teacher for me early on, always gave me great tips, and was always incredibly patient. And um, not all of my teachers have been that way. Mm -hmm. um, I, maybe because he was my first, I had this really nice guy that was my first like introduction to all of this. and. Uh, who was always like, you know, it's about feeling and emotion. And I didn't know what an Abersold was until I got to college. You know, I was like, what? You guys are playing patterns? I don't know what, what? I thought you were supposed to play what you felt, you know? And they were like, you you suck. And I was like, yeah, I suck, it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, he was a big influence yeah. on me. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's a thousands of great bass players all around the world, and now it's a regional thing. So you can yeah. kind of even pick from that, you know? So. Well, you guys definitely don't suck. That's for that's for sure. Oh, thanks. <laughs> and Luke, I understand you guys were just in the studio, just kind of whiz bang right. session yesterday, right? Yeah, we were. We we logged a solid twelve hours yesterday. Wow. Uh, Is that going to be released? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody own a record label out here? Um, Speak up. Yeah, it's going to be on beta. Yeah. We're going to release it on uh, JVC Philippines, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. JVC Philippines gets a bad rap. It's really happening, actually. Totally. They have distro to Cambodia. They have distro in Spink, South Dakota. But do you not have to pay taxes if you do it over there? Uh, we'll, we let the numbers guys <laughs> it's a different work that kind out, of tax. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Well, thank you. Let's get back to some music, Mr. Luke, Luke Polipnik, Mike Pride, Brandon Wozniak, and Adam Lenz. Thank you for coming. Thanks. I think we're going to conclude this concert by just improvising the remainder of the set. So. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks to the MMC and Mad Toast Live, Chris and Mary, all you guys that that uh, put this together. This is really cool. Thank you. It's an honor. Oh, yes, and the Green family and Luke Mosling for putting us up and feeding us. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you guys so much for being on the show. Fabulous. Mr. Luke Polipnik, Mike Pride, Brandon Wozniak, and Adam Lenz. Yeah. Thank you so much. This was the second of a two-part series with Luke, Luke Polipnik and friends. Please visit our website, madtoastlive.com, to stream or download this and all our archived programs. If you're in the Madison area, you can tune in to Mad Toast Live Friday nights at midnight on WART, W-O-R-T, 89.9 FM. You can also check Mad Toast Live, oh, check out. 
Okay. You can also check out Mad Toast Live um, on YouTube and like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Madison Music Collective's 2012 Fall Series made possible by grants from Dane County Cultural Affairs Commission with additional funds from the W. Jerome Frouchy Foundation, the Madison Arts Commission with additional funds from the Wisconsin Arts Board, the Mary Lou Williams Centennial Committee, the Arts Midwest Touring Fund with support from the National Endowment for the Arts, the EVU Foundation, Inc., charitable arm of the Capital Times, the MGE Foundation, and the Madison Jazz Society, with additional support from the Wisconsin Union Theater Endowment Fund, presenting sponsors, Ward Brought Music, Liliana's Restaurant, Tri-Unity Wildlife, Janice Galleries, the Cardinal Bar, the Sheraton Madison Hotel, Drums and More, Hyde Music, the UPS Store Fitchburg, and promotional sport from Isthmus, UMOJA Magazine, the Capital Hughes, WRT 89.9 FM, and also special thanks to Greg Ginter's Guitar Shop for providing Luke's guitar amp tonight. Cool. He is awesome. We'd also like to give special thanks to our technical producer and recording engineer, Andy Lavalle from Bear Sound, our front of house engineer, Adam Baronic, our audio intern, Taylor Ryan, our video intern and cab service, Kyle Austin, our camera operator, Alice Dusler, and the Brink Lounge and WORT 89.9 FM. Thank you for listening.